0: We talk about the CHL top prospects game, some standouts from the game, and also from the on ice testing on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects.
1: You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll be talking about the CHL Top Prospects game presented by Kubota. Uh, we'll start off with some standouts at forwards, some players who played particularly well. Also talk about some standouts on defense. Player who did well in on on ice testing or uh just in the game overall. And then end things off with a segment on which players from this uh some from the top prospects game raised their stock for the draft. Uh, the most. Uh, we'll talk about Jet Luchanko, particularly, who had an absolutely ridiculous online, test, online testing session uh, and a decent game, but also some real standouts from the game as well. Before we get into any of that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave us a like and subscribe. Uh also leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to think about to talk about next on the podcast. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this, make sure to make us your first listen of the day and please leave a rate or a review. Helps the channel out a lot. So let's get right into it with the standout set forward. Well, we can start with the two uh the two players of the game for team red and team white. Raoul Bollard, uh, two goals and an assist on the only three goals scored for Team Red in that game. Uh, I think that's an easy start in terms of standouts, right?
1: It's not not bad at all. I think uh, Bollard is obviously a player that's been on our radar for a little while now, especially on yours. He's one of your personal favorites, and yep. I'm sure he's going to be brought up uh, towards the end of the first round in our upcoming meeting at Dabber Prospects on the weekend. But uh it was an excellent performance for Boilard. He was really able to show off his versatility and his various strengths in this game. I thought that the off I, the, the, the off puck movement in the offensive zone was really impressive. He's really quite smart. And with a puck on his stick, too, he actually impressed me a lot more than I expected him to, to in this game. So uh what like kind of stood out for you as someone that has been watching him for a couple months now? Was this like a performance that was just like kind of normal for him or was it certainly one of like the better games that you've uh, caught of his?
0: This is kind of par for the course with me with what it always stands out with what all is the, is the off is the off puck habits, but also the on puck habits. Um, The way that he looks off his passes, the way that he stops at the net. I mean, that's how he got his first goal of the game. He just stopped at the net and uh you know, the, the, the defenseman who, well, the, the Ford who, who was ahead of him going to the net kind of flew by the crease But Borach stopped, and like the puck was still loose. The goalie was lying down on the ice, kind of looking for the puck, and it was loose. No one could really see it. If the player who was ahead of him, I don't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Colbo Duane or someone like that. Um, If that player had stopped at the net, they would have gotten the goal. But Raul Boral stopped at the net, found the loose puck, and just stuffed it in an open cage. So that's how he got his first goal. And yeah, overall the off-puck habits are really, really solid, but also really like the way that he can that he controls his his pacing um on the puck, the way that he uses speed differentials, both positively and negatively, in in terms of like either outracing opponents by kind of accelerating into space, but also slowing down in order to open up the ice in front of him and put defensemen on their heels. Like habits-wise. This is a really, really solid player. Chooses his spots to, to shoot the puck really well. And, yeah, I mean, he, he scores a lot of NHL translatable goals, which is, like, what you want to see from a player um, at the QMJHL level, which is a, a level that's really easy to, like, not score NHL translatable goals in. Like, you you can just fire a puck from the blue line, and it'll sometimes go in. Like, it's not – defensively and goaltending-wise, it's not the most strong league. Um but yeah, I, I feel like Boral has a style that really translates to the NHL pretty well. Um, but outside of that, we can also talk about T- Team White's standout, which was Tija Ginla, who had a fantastic game while well, being surrounded by a lot of really good players. I thought that Tija was really like the main standout for Team White and did really, really well. Um, had a couple of really good passes and really showcased how smart he is and how good his decision making is, right?
1: For sure. He was excellent in this game and he's certainly making a case for himself towards the top end of that of that 10 to 20 range for me. I think that I, I still have to see a little bit more before I feel comfortable talking about him in, inside like the top 10 range, but this game where he really just shone so so brightly against the best players. Uh, in his age group in the country was really really impressive and I think that one thing that stood out for both of us in this game was just how intelligent he is and just how lethal his off puck movement is. Like whereas Raul Bolaus is, is very good, Eginla has another gear in terms of that of really like the consistency of finding like the most dangerous place where he can be on the ice in the offensive zone. He more often than not finds his way there. And playing with a player like Andrew Crystal obviously has, obviously has really helped develop that habit, but it it really stood out so much for me in this environment away from his line mate because playing with Andrew Crystal is like playing a little bit sometimes in the offensive zone because you yeah. can get the puck wherever you end up being, and you can probably get something out of it because the defense is probably going to be hyper-fixated on Crystal. But in this game where everyone around him was pretty close to a skill level, he really had to consistently find soft ice far more so than his competition or his teammates to stand out in that facet. So it was impressive that he did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about a player who, I mean, I, I saw as a player who r- works really well off the puck, who has a great work rate, who finds space extremely well, but yeah, I, I kind of was undersold on his ability to make plays with the puck, to, to, find, to find passing lanes as well as he did in this game. I mean, this is a player who consistently hit players in stride, who constantly make the right pass at the right moment with the right weight on it. Um, overall, I was really surprised with his playmaking ability. Uh, but yeah, he's been developing that gradually and making it a real tool of his game. And yeah, it really, really stood out in this game. But I also want to talk about Cole Baudouin, who had a really good game. Um, kind of a big puck protector type of forward. I think he, I think he's one of the best puck protectors in this draft. The way that he shields the puck, you know, the, the, the combination of size and technique isn't one that you usually see out of, out of CHL prospects that are bigger. Usually bigger prospects in the CHL tend to lack in the technique area of the game in terms of protecting pucks but but protects pucks like he's five foot ten and feisty like he he protects pucks the same way tanner how does and tanner how is really really good at what he does but on top of that bulldoin is like six foot three two hundred pounds right so he's like he's a massive guy who's able to shield pucks really well was able to make plays inside of puck protection mechanics like he's able to make a one-handed pass while shielding a a player he's able to um get a shot off while driving the net and, and dropping the shoulder um I feel like there's a lot of power elements in this game that could be developed fairly well if you make him the right type of player. kind of reminds me a bit of Yoel Armia, but I think with a bit better work rate, a bit more speed. Um, So overall, yeah, a pretty decent prospect and one that really, I think, made a name for himself and raised his draft stock in this this tournament. Um, Well, in this game, rather. And then we have things off at forward in terms of standouts with my personal favorite uh OHL-er of this uh, of this bunch of forwards here, Liam Greentree was amazing in this game, right?
1: he was excellent and and he's been in a real hot run of form recently like ever since being named uh, captain of the windsor spitfires he's just been on fire and i've caught a couple of his ohl games in that stretch and and it just seemed to get better every single game like he just came off a six point game last night on on saturday so uh he's been playing some excellent hockey but yeah he's he definitely stood out in the in the chl top prospects game he has a a level of, of maturity in the way he approaches the game that really stands out among a junior cohort. He's tremendously middle driven. He's really powerful, very intelligent, makes the subtle plays very, really, really well. He regularly makes like little one-touch plays just to get possession uh to a line mate and just to, like to keep the cycle going. He very, very much likes to keep things in motion rather than becoming stagnant, which is something I like a lot. He's quite pacey in that facet. And yeah, he also knows his own limitations a lot more than a lot of other junior level players do at this age where like he really uses his line mates effectively and consistently rather mm-hmm. than seeking to do everything on his own and that really allows him to maximize his toolkit and his intelligence. So he's a, oh, he's a 100%. player that is just consistently stood out and just like steadily risen the rankings for us this season for sure.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Middle driven, um, you know, re- re- uses speed differentials well. Uses yeah. given goes well. Finds space off the puck really. Like there's so much maturity and advanced understanding of the game in his in in, in his kind of toolkit, and, and he details. has a. Just- yeah, really, really good details and also a ridiculous wrister. Like his shot is absurd <laughs> yeah. too. So it's like, it's a great combination of tools and it's the reason why I have him 10th over all my rankings. Uh, but that wraps things up for our first segment about the standout forwards. Now we'll talk about some standout defensemen at this top prospect game. It was a low scoring game, a 3-1 game uh, won by Team Red. So we have some stuff to say about defensemen coming up after these messages from our sponsors over at eBay Motors.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophies is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need at the prices you want to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits, LED headlights, and far more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, which is available to U.S. customers only, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Alrighty, so let's move on to uh, the defenseman who stood out in this game. I think we can start with Carter Yakamchuk, who um, was extremely entertaining. I'll say this like that. I mean, he he was pulling out between the legs moves, kind of cutting across opponents, using a stick handling really, really well to find space. I mean, I don't think there was any any there was ever any doubt with Carter Yakamchuk that the, the the tools are so good, right?
1: The tools are really good, and for everyone that's not a coach in a building watching him play, it's really fun often. And he has a a really nice little bag of skills they can like really go digging into and solve problems in ways that you're not really expecting a six foot three right shot defenseman to solve them with, especially a CHL based one where like physicality and like roughness is 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 really quite valued uh but with yakim chuck he he kind of plays a style of like a five foot nine right shot defense in the times where he's just trying to solve everything with skill and you, you like to see him be a little bit more versatile in how he approaches problem solving with just as like his depth of tools because yes he is really skilled and that is one of his really good tools but it's far from his only one and i think that the puck protection ability and things like that have not really been on display very much in my viewing so far this season that was certainly true in the chl top prospects game he was he was just going full like skill mode uh with the controller and it was it was, it was enjoyable to watch on the offensive side of the puck but he was also certainly making a bit like like some mistakes and that's uh, that is quintessential to how he approaches the game he makes mistakes and that is on the one hand very fun in terms of kind of like testing out his skill and, and refining his skill and learning through practice that's all very fun that said there's still a lot of like warts in this game. And I think that was also quite apparent in the CHL top prospects game, despite the fun factor. So can you talk to me a little bit through like the, the weaknesses that he has that make us a little bit more skeptical in terms of the NHL projection with Yakim truck?
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think he's just—he's too eager at times. Like he's looking to deke out of his uh, out of out of his zone on the breakout. He's looking to kind of rifle passes to the the furthest option possible to advance play as quick as possible. And like, there isn't much chess in his game. He approaches it a bit like football, where he's just like like football when you're down by six in the last minute of the game, where you need a hail mary pass and you're at the. He's a
1: scrambling get- quarterback to the core. Yes.
0: Yeah. 100%. Exactly. It's just like Hail Mary after Hail Mary on every player or like just Rob, like just carries and blitzes like through the like he's 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 doing a lot. Um I'll say it like that. Like he's not he's not a player who advances play intricately and intelligently. He's a player who tries to 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 blow the puck up the first option with as much pace and aggression as possible, which is like it works at times, especially in the WHL. But like I I don't see that as a translatable kind of path forward for him. Uh, overall, and I think that's the main issue is that, you know, I like I like my especially my defenseman to play a bit of chess, like to to, to think the game three, four, five steps in advance. And that's just not how Yakumchuk rolls. You're getting a gung ho defenseman if there ever was one. Um, but moving on to Ben Danford, who had a pretty decent game, I thought he was extremely I'd say the world the word is solid. Like he was really dependable, really reliable defensively and was making simple, effective effective plays um, moving forward uh, offensively. Right.
1: For sure. He, he, he reminded me a little bit, um, of, ah. Oh, well what's his name? Sorry, like the, the Team Canada defense at the World Juniors who furlong, I like yeah. reminded me a bit of Jake Furlong's World Junior for performances in, in the CHL top prospects game where he knew his role. He knew that he he, he wasn't going to be the Yak and Chuck trying to solve every problem with skill, but mm-hmm. he responded to everything with composure and, and 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 some physicality and and a very, very bread and butter performance, which is going to be very popular for the NHL scouts that were watching that game. I think that he did quite quite well to raise his draft stock in this performance but yeah like it was the consistency he was consistently making the simple plays but he was making them quickly and effectively he was allowing his skilled teammates to solve the more complex problems when, when he was faced with them which mm-hmm. is exactly what you want from a player of his style and of his caliber so I was quite impressed I thought that that, that he was thinking the game at a paceier level than than most defensemen in this game for sure
0: for sure and kind of the same thing for charlie Ellick. i thought he was a bit more aggressive than danford for sure like the the way Ellick approached the game was with a lot of power a lot of aggression a lot of kind of in your face play um took a lot of shots from the point but took them with intelligence and 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 timing uh was making sure that there was a screen flying by or, or well positioned before taking the shots and i saw a lot more um just overall composure in this game that i've seen so far uh, in the dub i think that that's the main thing that's kind of left him outside of my first kind of uh, outside of my top 40 so far um but i saw a bit more of what i wanted to see from elec in this game and that's wanted that that's made me want to go back and give him a closer look uh in terms of recent form to see how 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 consistent that is because uh, charlie Ellick with more composure with more poise with the puck and less kind of glassing out panicky type of defending um, is a really good version of Charlie Ellick. And I, I want to see a bit more of that. So we'll, I'll definitely keep a closer look on him. And then things off, we have to kind of talk about the obvious with Zayn Perek, right? I mean, he's just – this wasn't even his best game, and I thought he was probably the best defenseman on the ice, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this isn't the strongest or deepest defenseman class in the world for the CHL uh, compared to the last couple drafts. Like, I think beyond beyond like the, the top end of Dickinson and Perek, and then like the 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 French first rounders or like like late first rounders guys like Yakimchuk and um, who else? Like, like Alec might might be in that conversation, Henry Muse, sure. but but there's a lot less depth in terms of the defensive prospects in the CHL this season. So that certainly yeah. helps Parekh kind of just stand out in a regular Zane perek game because as a regular Zane perek game is still absurdly dynamic and and high pace and creative and he was so confident with the puck on a stick. Like like no defenseman in this game really came close in that facet. And yeah, he didn't play perfectly in, in his own zone. Like he's he's still he's so intelligent defensively, but he's still kind of learning when to kind of be aggressive, when to hold back, when to 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 take the positional approach and when to just like go for the turnover. That's kind of like still a work in progress at times uh even yeah. though like he's, he's learning that quite quickly like it's come so far in the last four or five months which is mm-hmm. very promising but it's still not a strength outright just yet but yeah he he was very fun very typical zane perek but it was not his best game by any margins. so the fact that he was still quite likely the best defenseman on the ice in this game is, is, is quite amusing to me because, uh, yeah, correct's awesome. I love, I love that player. He's great. Absolutely.
0: I love a player who is so good that even on his like less impressive moments, he's still the best player on the ice at times. So that's definitely Zane correct for me. Uh, but there are stands up for a second segment about the defenseman. Now we'll talk about some players who particularly like how, how their draft stock was affected by this top prospects game. Cause, whether whether NHL scouts like to admit it or not, this is a type of, of game and, and type of combine that they'll watch in order to see where players stand compared to their peers. We'll get into that after these messages from our sponsors over at FanDuel.
1: Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. If you're like me one of the best parts of super bowl sunday is watching the commercials i think they're always really entertaining you always kind of get curious about how creative the brands are going to get with commercials on any given super bowl but what's even more fun is going for single game parlays especially for a game as important as the super bowl go and make a couple bets uh, supporting maybe your favorite team if they're playing in the game if you're lucky enough for that and if not just sit back relax and with a little bit less stress Bet on on some players in the game. So, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fandle.com slash lockdown and sign up. That's fandle.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official po- sports book of the NFL.
0: All so let's close things off here with the prospects who raised their draft stock the most after this game. We'll start off with, I mean, the standouts from uh, the uh, the on-ice testing. And there were some really, really interesting results. But the one constant was Jet Lachenko, man. He was on every top five in every category. Lateral mobility, backwards skating, like strength. Like there's just so many different areas in which Jet Lachenko was a standout. Um, so yeah, how, how do you think that affects the way NHL teams are going to approach this prospect? Cause for me right now, he's, he's on the verge of the, of the like latter half of the second round, but I'm not really sold on him being a full on kind of, I've seen him like he, he appeared in the first round on Bob McKenzie's rankings and having watched him, I understand why, um. He's listed. He's listed at five ten, one sixty five on the Elite Prospects website, but that's just that's just plain wrong. He's uh he's easily like six foot one eighty five, something like that. He's a he's a decently sized player. Um, I like the pace. I like the power. I like the agility. I like the way that he moves off the puck. Um, decent defensively, but I just I see him as a kind of jack of all trades player, but. How do you feel about the physical and technical abilities having been tested on the on-ice results and seeing what what the on-ice results were with Lachenko? Like, how does that affect how NHL teams approach him?
1: It's like with the combine, right? Like, it's it's always a little murky just how much effect that can have on draft rankings, whether they be public or private. Like, I think with us specifically, it's usually interesting information, but it doesn't drastically change projections because again these are taken in a vacuum and they don't really override the information that you get from seeing a player in game situations and seeing just how they are when you actually have to come and perform but with the testing what's really interesting to see is is the, the particular tools that, that that players have that are also a bit more mental like i think the, like the reaction time is really really interesting to measure and the fact that, that luchenko stood out both in the re- in the regular reaction tests, but especially the reaction tests with the puck on his stick is telling like this is a player who's really quite adaptable uh he can react very quickly when when he's in a situation that he needs to get out of and while i think that the like the handling tools to kind of like like feed into that escapability are so certainly more of a work in progress than they are with like other prospects in this draft class uh it it certainly does offer a baseline that you can kind of work on i think that what it does tell you is that okay maybe if you can work on the handling skill specifically and make that a marquee part of luchenko's game then maybe you have a player that's going to be incredibly escapable in tight situations even more so than he already is so it can help you with some with a certain like very specific projections like that but i think on the large scale of things that only feeds what you see on the ice like these results mean nothing compared to what you see on the ice right like like for instance forward skating speed just because you can sprint past players doesn't mean you're going to be a very good nhl player uh but it, it certainly is interesting and i'm I'm always curious to see how these affect like the rankings like published shortly after these results are, are made public uh but yeah what's your take on on tests like this like whether it be the combine or the chl top prospects game that measure these tools
0: yeah, I feel like it's a really great tool to kind of kind of weave through the mess and try to figure out like exactly where players stand. Obviously, you can get them on a good day, and they're they're, you know, they've eaten the right things in the morning and gone the right workouts and that kind of things. And but I mean, overall, you, you look at some of these results, and they're really surprising. Like back at Seneca, I think is another player who could addra- have raised his draft stock drastically um, after this on ice testing list because you're looking at his weave agility with the puck. And I did not expect anyone to outperform Luke Misa, but Beckett Beckett Seneca is the best in that that category. Uh, Weave Agility uh, in general as well, he was second. Um, 30-meter, I mean, backwards skating as well. Like, I didn't expect Beckett Seneca's skating to be as good as it was because it doesn't seem like it when you're just watching him. But um, this is kind of a clear-cut definition that, like, yeah, Beckett Seneca can skate and he can skate well. Um, So it gives you a good kind of baseline to kind of figure things out from there. Um, And it gives you a good idea of how players perform in the different areas that are kind of really, really important um, to the NHL game, like reaction time. Look at Tarek Parasak and, you know, those types of players that are up there. So it's like. It gives you a good idea of where players stand on the on the real foundations of their game on which you can start building their game. Um but other standouts for me, uh just outside of, of the on ice testing, uh obviously Tijiginla for me has put himself in the conversation um for the you know at least in in team's eyes, because you know you're already talking about a player with a oh, really good bloodline, and his performances at this game were a real standout. I feel like it's you know for me personally, it hasn't really budged because I don't really put too much in you know influence in these games. Um, they're they're almost friendly. I mean, players players are trying, of course they are, but it's not you know it's not as as intense as like a Memorial Cup game. Like it's not the same vibe. So it's like. Still, I think Aguinla really showed an area of his game that I really didn't expect him to have in, in such high quality. And it's the intelligence, the advanced awareness, the anticipation in his game. I thought that was great. Raul Boilard for me, like I've he he played exactly where I have him ranked, which is 36th overall. Um, I just don't think anyone has him that high so far. And he really stood out in this game. And I don't know, like I wouldn't be surprised if after this you start seeing him seeing him pop up in first rounds or at least higher than Maxime Marseille is, because for me He's kind of dug a trench between the two and solidified himself as the best Um, But then, obviously, I mean, Liam Greentree, he scored the only goal for Team White, did really, really well in this game. Why do you think teams might target him in the top 10?
1: Oh, there are so many reasons for that. Like, he's is one of the most like pro-style players available in this draft class would be one thing that is just very appealing to NHL teams, especially ones that have perhaps like less uh mature like development staff that they don't like trust entirely just yet. Uh or, or if they're like looking to like rebuild their development staff, getting a guy like Green Tree gives you a pass of basically like he's gonna develop just fine. Like, yeah, you need to give him the regular nudges along the along the development path, but he is he he's seems to be on the straight and narrow in terms of what you want a player of his style to be developing like Uh, like both 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 him and and Aginla, i think are players that bring like like really quite like diverse toolkits in a goal scoring format which is increasingly becoming important as a goal scorer of not just being a raw pure goal scorer you're seeing players that are bat to the max and then as soon as they hit the NHL they have to really adapt their games and and and, and diversify like even players like Cole caulfield all 5 foot 7 of him this season he's been a far more effective at even strength in Montreal because he's actually been engaged defensively he's a lot yep. more involved in transition he's using his puck handling to solve problems he's he's not just a raw goal scorer anymore he's developed stylistically a lot since the draft and he was like a slam dunk elite goal scorer on draft day so when you compare guys like Greentree and and Aginla to a player like Cole Iserman, who is very, very much still just a goal scorer and still has to build a lot more around that to project as a highly impactful NHLer, I could see why teams would be compelled to, if they want to add goal scoring on draft day to maybe look towards guys like Greentree and Aginla over Eiserman just because of that versatility and both of those guys' shots are also pretty disgusting. So you're not losing too, too much in terms of that that raw ability, even though it is a clear downgrade compared to Iserman in terms of like the raw ability to put the puck in the net. But hockey is so much more complex than just that. So I think teams will be really intrigued by, by snipers like this who bring so, so much more to the game, especially in the offensive zone
0: that absolutely makes sense but that app up for today's show thank you very much for tuning in if you're watching on youtube make sure to like and subscribe leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform make sure to make us your first listen of the day for your second listen of the day make sure to check out locked on sports today they are a 24 7 uh sports news channel that runs on youtube that keeps you updated on what's going on around sports with the super bowl coming up we know exactly what's going to be showing up on that uh <laughs> on, on that channel and make sure to tune in for our next episodes as we start February coverage and we start things off with a brand new segment. So stay tuned. Uh, This has been Hattie Kalakesh with Sebastian High and we hope you tune in next time.